Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. And welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flat Share Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Yes. Uh, always a treat, this one. This is where we invite uh, one of our friends from the world of comedy to help us go through your beefs uh, that you have with the people that you currently live with. Um, and today was an absolute treat. Yes. Oh, today yeah. was a real treat. Some gorgeous beefs. We've got we've got uh, Benjamin Partridge of the Beef and Dairy Network podcast and uh, Three Bean Salad as well. Uh, both brilliant podcasts, both worth checking out. He's been on Flatland before, I'm sure you know who he is. He's he's always great. Um, if you do have a beef uh, that you'd like to send in that could be solved in a future episode, then send your beef to beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We always need your beefs. Uh, and also as well, if you'd like... Ben Partridge, then there'll be a bonus beef over our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare. If you enjoy our podcast, then we are recording two brand new Flatshare Slamdowns um, this very month on the 21st and the 22nd of February. It's a Monday, Tuesday, double header. So if you're interested, why don't you come on down to the Phoenix pub by Oxford Circus in glittering London town? London Town, yeah. We've got some fantastic guests. On the 21st of February, the Monday, we have got Josh Pugh and Sarah Keyworth. And on the Brilliant. 22nd, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good fun. And on the 22nd, we have got uh, Reese James and Fataher El Ghori. Two, I mean, it's the, four fantastic comics, two days. Tickets are nine quid, uh, seven quid if you're a member of the Patreon, so join the Patreon. And uh, you can get tickets for both shows for £15. And what? yeah, or thirteen pounds if you're a member of the Patreon. Oh, so we're giving them away. We're Come on down, giving them away. But we'd love to Just see you to there. Confirm, we aren't giving them away. You do have to purchase them. <laughs> no, no, no. You do. Yeah, I mean, we we can't stress that enough. You can't just you can't just come in. Yeah, Eventbrite is where you should go to get the tickets. Eventbrite.co.uk, and there'll be links for where to buy tickets in the show notes to this show. But without further ado, let's crack into this week's Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Welcome, Benjamin Partridge. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I've actually got a sort of a classic banging headache. Oh. Oh, yeah. A classic banger. I've got a banger, which I'm, I've decided to deal with by drinking, um, just sort of sculling co-op cider. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, do you think your cider levels are sort of dangerously low and your head is trying to... <laughs> I think that's might be what it is. Yeah, it's that. I'll be sculling cider throughout and then by the end we'll know whether it's done anything for my headache. And uh, yeah, Public service, if anything. This is science, really. This is kind of Brian Cox stuff, isn't it? This is Darrow... It sounds more like Joe Rogan stuff, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a headache, what you need is copious amounts of alcohol and just like three nagging voices persisting for about four or five minutes and then you'll, you'll feel right as rain. What is your flat share situation my situation currently is that i live in a flat uh which we uh rent from a landlord and i live with my partner catherine 
and how are you to live with? What would Catherine say if Catherine were here right now? Apart from stop drinking cider to cure your headache. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd think I'm okay, but I've this early doors to go here straight away f- feels a bit kind of premature, but she thinks I take a long time having a shit, basically. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Right. Now, well, you know, you're, you are pushing on an open door here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> Before you say, Ben, how long, how long you're taking, yeah. we'll go through the three of us and we'll say how long we think is a reasonable amount of time. Okay? okay. Does that seem, that seem the way to do it? I have a leading question, actually, before we get into this. Okay. Are you wordling? Are you on your phone good you know, question I, I think quite often when you live with a partner I'm going to the loo can sometimes mean I'm just going to have a bit of a time out <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. getting away <laughs> I'm going to be doing some admin bit of me time is that yeah. is that what's going on or are you purely effort in get out it, it, I would say Tom it's absolutely a bit of that I would say it's 50% that and 50% absolutely fucked bowels and just <laughs> those two things come together to create you know. It's a heady combo. What we're forgetting is, of course, Ben Partridge is his own doctor, as he's already told us. <laughs> and you don't want to know what he prescribed for IBS. It's chorizo sausage. It was co-op cider. He's um, butt chugging a cider. It's always co-op cider. <laughs> but you're right, you're right Tom. I'll, these days, actually, more recently, I'll, I'll often be watching a YouTube video. I'm going to say seven to ten minutes is fine. Okay. No, hang on a sec. Ten minutes is a long time. I'm going to say ten seven minutes, minutes is too long. I'm going to say, say seven minutes in the loo is is a fine amount of time before people would start commenting. Oh boy! When I first heard this, I was like, maybe thirty minutes. What? <laughs> wow. Maybe thirty minutes is all right. And then I was like, no, that's that's crazy. Maybe more like twenty. Okay, so we've got. I think the difference, right? Sorry to butt in. No. I think there's. Means. I think there's a mindset difference between two kinds of people. There's, there's people who see it as an event, a one-off, a sort of a specific what? event. People who see it as a one-off, they're in, they should be in hospital. <laughs> Surely it's or, a number two-off. But there's some people like myself, and maybe by the sounds of it, uh, Benedict, um, who see it as a process. Yeah. Uh, a, right. tro- a, pro- a process to be trusted. You've got to trust the process. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I was going to say four to five. Hours? 45 minutes. No, no. (laughs) Four to five minutes um, tops. Because I I, I really don't think you're... I I could be wrong, but I I don't think you're bringing more out of yourself at the 18-minute mark. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're like... I think think your business is done and then it's me time, personally. Tom is a marathon runner, so he knows about the wall. He knows about... Uh, That's a problem in my house. I'm constantly hitting the wall when I go to the toilet. That's a separate issue. Do you carb Um, load beforehand as well? (laughs) There's a lot of Vaseline involved. And remember, don't go for the day before. The whole entire day before, just don't go at all, all right? (laughs) It's the Porter Radcliffe way to to pull out a 15-year-old reference. (laughs) Um, Five minutes, seven minutes, and then Clarkie... 20 down from 30. <laughs> 20 so because he felt the pressure. the spectrum we were going for. I reckon I could have, I could have predicted those times, I think. Well, oh, Tom, man. do you want to predict what Partridge is going to go for? I think Partridge is weighing in at an 18 minute, seven. I think he's between 15 and 20. <laughs> okay. For it Partridge. to be such a beef in his house. I think, I mean, I haven't timed it, but I think Tom is basically bang on. 
Well, how long are these YouTube videos you're watching? <laughs> Surely there's, you've got a timer at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> if you're getting through an episode of Comedians and Cars getting coffee, then that's probably about right. But if you are watching a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, then... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Do you think that it, it depends as well on how many times a day you're going? I once asked uh, our mutual friend, Mike Wozniak, uh, comedian, former doctor... Mm. I yes. asked him what the free, what frequency is healthy in terms of like numbers of shits, and he said as long as you're doing at least one a week, that is deemed within the the healthy bounds of a yeah. human bowel. I think it, actually, I think you may have told you, you may have told me this before. And I think I think he said, did he say that it was anything from like ten times a day? Yeah, to, to once, once a week. week Can is I ask? Healthy. Is this the reason why he's a former doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but did he get rumbled for not paying enough attention to medical What a school? reason to be struck off! <laughs> Somebody, he handed out that advice to a secret shopper who was like, "Hang on, you're not allowed really, to be a doctor anymore, mate." <laughs> wow. Especially because secret shopper, he was doing his consultations in Gap. That was <laughs> <laughs> he's just stood by the door trying to tell passers-by that it's okay not to shit and by the way guys if the gap is a week it's still fine <laughs> should we crack on with the first beef i think we should yeah we've got to get get this episode out of the gutter really yes yeah, i'm so different. sorry guys i'm just being honest though can i give it a happy ending how are you going to do that over zoom he normally selects a different youtube video <laughs> um i'm i'm moving we're moving uh premises in about a week's time and uh the place we're going to has got two toilets oh, oh there so we go. You know, 18 minutes is gonna that's gonna be the, the lower lower end <laughs> <laughs> there'll be there'll be one toilet and what Ben calls his room. Do you want to do neck beef from Steve Parry? Yes, so Steve's been in touch via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Please do get in touch. Please um, do get in touch. Steve writes, Dear Pappies and Chum, I have a large head. This is not the beef I need solved. However, right. I do have a very large neck. Which supports this head, and this is where my beef begins. I'm a shorter than average human male. I'm five foot six. Sounds tall to me. I'm not overweight, <laughs> nor am I a muscle man. Overall, I'm fairly run of the mill. However, my neck is 18 and a half inches around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, my yeah. shoulders are very, very broad, too. Oh, thank God. I mean, I think you're going to say very, very know, small. Yeah. Can you imagine if he went in at the shoulders? <laughs> My head is the size of a golf ball. I should say that as well. You know, you know who I'm picturing? You know in the Harry Potter movies, like the third or fourth one when they're competing for the cup, and Victor Clum takes a potion for the swimming bit where he turns into a half shark, half man. Oh, yeah. That's how I'm picturing Steve. <laughs> that moment in Victor Clum's transition. See, when he's saying he's got gills. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's read on and find out. <laughs> I've checked with doctors, and they've said it's okay to just go once a week. <laughs> but it will build up in your neck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've checked with doctors. They've said that it's not common, but it's nothing of concern medically. It's not fat. It's not muscle. I'm just built a bit differently. What is I it then? I'm imagining um, like Thomas the Tank Engine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, just the face and then straight back. Just the tube. <laughs> imagine if the doctor said to him, you're still wearing that travel pillow from the flight you took. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, take, take the tyre from, from around your neck. <laughs> well, have a look at it. You've entered a gurning competition. <laughs> <laughs> One ex-girlfriend once described me as Hulk Hogan from the nipples up. <laughs> and that feels fair. <laughs> to accommodate this girthy ham hock of a neck at work, I've had to buy double XL formal shirts for years as the top two buttons on shirts will not close otherwise. This means that the bottom of my shirts can almost be tucked into my socks. <laughs> When my shirt is tucked in, there's a large flappy part at the back and the pocket on my shirt is around my belly button. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this message. I hope he doesn't ask us a question at the end of it. I hope that's just it. Cheers, everyone. Bye, Steve. Until last year, I needed to wear a formal shirt for work. However, my new job has a more casual, neck-positive attitude to workwear. Since then, I've discovered Hawaiian shirts, and my life has been changed completely. My neck is free of pressure. I've become a character at work. <laughs> I have a pep in my step, and everything is just a bit more groovy, baby. I can see why schlobs and drug lords are so fond of them. Initially, my wife felt the same way. However... As the summer passed, she felt it was unacceptable for a man in his late 30s to be sporting a Hawaiian shirt seven days a week. She's asked that I reduce it to the weekends only. Ooh. But I can't go back. Not now. Not having experienced such dizzying heights. Please, pappies, be the judge of whether a neck or fashion should win out. Yours girthily, Steve. <laughs> One of the all-time great beefs. I think that is a superb message from Steve, and thank you, Steve, for sending it in. I mean, <laughs> I know we don't. I know we're an audio medium, but please send us a picture. Please send a photo. Please send a photo. You're happy for us to put on our Instagram because that is a phenomenal message, Steve. Um, my immediate thought, and maybe this is an instant solve, but. There are other open neck shirts that aren't quite as characterful as the Hawaiian shirt. I'm thinking monogrammed bowling shirts. The bo the bowling, bowling shirt is exactly shirts. what I was thinking. My first or the well. kind of the uh, work shirts that you might get from a company like Dickies. Is, you know, can oh, I just yeah. question very quickly? Though? Is a bowling shirt just as characterful, but in a slightly different way as a Hawaiian shirt? Uh, I think you could be a bit more muted in a bowling muted with shirt. A bowling shirt. I, I think I think it will work over the winter months. But my bowling team are based in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii Five Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii Five Bowl. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. I think both the Hawaiian shirt and the bowling shirts scream toadfish Rebecca. <laughs> that's yes. true yeah <laughs> a master of the form yeah and there's a man who i've not watched it for years so i, I think he actually became a lawyer so i think he probably has to wear 
business shirts now. Or maybe he's like a Hawaiian shirt lawyer. But I think he would wear one every day. And he he was considered to be quite a cool guy. Yeah. I mean, like back in the 90s, there was the kind of collarless shirts had a good time, didn't they, for a while? Quite they like, they seem like to lace. be back. They they coming, I was going to say, shirts. and that's coming back around, isn't it? And like, yeah. I think also like, you know, with the Beatles get back kind of late 60s vibes coming in. So I think like, like that kind of like collarless round kind of effort could be a friend. How do you feel about, and this is a bold, this is a bold one. How do you feel about a V-neck jumper with nothing underneath? <laughs> Perhaps with perhaps you know perhaps you get a, a, a small medallion to maybe break up the decolletage, but um, how do you feel about that as a look? It's one that I definitely rock if I had a girthy yeah. upper body. Like it, a certain stature of man can pull that off, can't they? There's an authority to that look, you know. It's it, there's something almost um, Sopranos about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say a touch yes. mafia about it. It's got a Sopranos vibe to it. So, yeah. so actually, I think obviously Hawaiian shirts for the summer, but maybe look around to other, you know, other open-necked garments that aren't necessarily what about sort shirts. Of open-necked, kind of John Travolta Saturday Night Live wide lapel style thing. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on, Harry the Hill. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the Harry Hill as well. <laughs> yeah, the big, the, the huge collar, and if anything, the bigger the collar the more emphasis it takes off the neck. If, if your collars are basically, you know, re- reaching the ends of your collars, reaching all the way to the, the edges of your shoulders, no one's going to go, who's the guy with the big neck? They're going to go, who's the guy with the massive collar? <laughs> if you're already the Hawaiian shirt guy, I don't have much issue with that continuing. I think we might need to push on to... This thing of like the wife is saying it's unacceptable. That's it, unacceptable for a man yeah. in his late thirties to be sporting a Hawaiian shirt seven days a week. But if I was if I was at work with a guy who was like the Hawaiian shirt guy, I don't I don't think I'd mind that. Well, an interesting thing about the the, the uh, um, Steve's uh, partner, she's asked for it to be just for home, hasn't she? She said weekends only. So presumably that's mm. the time she spends with him. She wants right? to keep Hawaiian man to herself. Maybe that's what it is. Ah. A pep in his step. Yeah. Everything's a bit more groovy. Yeah. I mean... It's been the making of Steve, and now his partner's worried. Yeah. So you know, I think it's more of a trust issue that's going on. <laughs> that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why eat out when you can have a Hawaiian at home? <laughs> you don't have pineapple on a stick <laughs> when you can have a Hawaiian pizza at home or something like that. Or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. That's almost a phrase. That's almost a phrase, yeah. An 18 yeah. and a half inch pizza. Hello. Exactly, yeah. The 18 and a half inch Hawaiian. That's family size. I'm now picturing a slightly kind of um, Maui kind of, you know, like... The Rock in in that Disney film, you Moana. know, like Moana. that's kind of like that's what that's how Steve's kind of grown in my estimation. Now that I picture him as Hawaiian man. So, are you suggesting that he wears perhaps a vest to work and a sarong and a sort of a necklace made of shells? I know. I'm saying he does that at home at the weekend. Ah, <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. You see that yeah, way yeah, he's yeah. giving his wife the next level. 
I see. Then that's next. right. And that way he can... St- Hawaiian becomes normal every yeah. day, Steve. Yeah. And then around the house, he's, you know, you're welcome, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's that's a really smart move. I think you do probably run in, you know, run into issues of cultural appropriation when you get to that level of Hawaiian. <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. What about just beachwear? Just g- general beachwear, which tends to be open-necked. Beachwear for home, Hawaiian wear for work. It's going to make your life a lot better, isn't it? I have quite a big net myself. Not gigantic. I don't think, you know, I don't look like the, the, the half man, half shark thing. But I, I do slightly have this problem buying shirts, where shirts, for some reason, which I think is mad, is based on the size of your neck, right? When you buy a shirt, the, the, yeah. the sizing, sometimes small, medium, large, but sometimes based on the inches around your neck. Yeah. So... Which is mad anyway. That's absolutely mad. It's like buying trousers and they say, oh, it's ankle size, you know, 12 <laughs> yeah, inches. You, exactly. doesn't make, I guess that actually that, that's complete bollocks because they do it by a waist size. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But then I they the do have thing. the other, they do have the length as well. They, they do, do have the have length two. as well. Yeah. yeah. But then you get into a world of slim fit. You get into a world of relaxed Ooh. fit, comfort fit. I don't know what I'm saying. Really. What, what I'm saying is, I've slightly struggled with this because sometimes you get quite a billowy shirt because your neck is slightly larger than than, than Marks and Spencers would have it be. Yeah. Okay, Ben. I think I think you've hit on something here, right? What about we have a whip round, or Steve starts a GoFundMe, get thee to a tailor. Yes. Oh. Treat yourself. Yes. That, that's that's the way it used to be. You know, you if you wanted a shirt, you'd get to the tailors, and off you go. All you need is three or four shirts to get you through the winter. Well, you don't even have... Yeah, that's it. You don't even have to go for a GoFundMe. You can just say to your darling wife, how about for my next birthday present? My next your, birthday present. My next <laughs> birthday present. His neck has a birthday. Yeah, that's how big it is. <laughs> the neck came out so much before the rest of him. <laughs> it's actually the day before his birthday. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. It's got his own birth certificate. <laughs> Steve's neck. Initially, they thought his mother was carrying twins, but it turned out it was just him and his neck. Oh man! So I think get yourself to a tailor. Get yourself Ooh. to a tailor and get to make you a really nice Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's beef solved. Beef solved. Get thee to a tailor. Go. From the sorting out your beef. beef solved. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This one is called Ketchup Beef. 
and it's from Andrew in Melbourne. Hello, Pappies. I have a beefy dilemma for you, and now that Answer Me This Is No More, you're my only hope. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around long enough. (laughs) So just be be aware that you're very much the second tier. Um, (laughs) We're we're, we're very aware of that. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) We read the reviews. I have a housemate called Ketchup. Yes, it's on his driving license and everything. His name is actually Ketchup. What? Ketchup will come home from a day at work, sit down at the table or on the couch, take his shoes and socks off and watch TV for a bit. Then he goes to bed, leaving his shoes and socks there. The next day, he'll put on a different pair of shoes and socks and go about his day. When he gets home, he sits down at the table or on the couch, takes his shoes and socks off and watches TV for a bit. He then goes to bed, leaving his shoes and socks there, and so on. As he has over 30 pairs of shoes and an unknown but certainly large number of socks, the discarded shoes and socks are left where he dropped them for a very long time. My fellow housemates and I are constantly falling over his shoes and finding discarded socks all over the couch. We keep asking him to move them, but he doesn't. We can't try hiding them because he's got so many shoes and socks he won't notice they're missing. We have no idea how to deal with this. He's also one of those housemates who does no cleaning but gets snarky when he sees someone else has made a mess and not cleaned it up. I'm not asking for a complete fix to this man's slovenly ways, as that is too big an ask. But can you at least give me some ideas on how to deal with the shoes? Beef out, Andrew in Melbourne. Wow. Wow. He's also added a PS. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, go on. PS. I have some additions to continue the collection of names that sound like food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to (laughs) ask. I come across a lot of unusual names in my job. He doesn't say what his job is, but he comes across a lot of unusual names. He works in the deed poll office. (laughs) (laughs) And I make a note of the highlights, he says. Here is a buffet of some food-related names that I have come across. Great. So here we go. Cake bread. Hang on. <laughs> Two names. First name cake, nope. second name bread. All one word. Cake bread. Wait, are these are these first names or surnames? That's I gotta be a surname, surely. Say, oh he says you know, he says surnames. Hang on. He says, oh okay, right. Okay, fine. Surnames. I was gonna okay. say these are single like I like the idea like Pele. They're going by a single name. <laughs> I just want to be known bread. as cake bread from now on. <laughs> Okay, cake bread. You get a real kind of McLovin situation when you hand over your ID and cake bread is your name. <laughs> okay, so cake bread. Also, bakes. Bakes. Yep. Yeah. Punch. Punch. Fishwick. <laughs> okay. Cockrum. This one's my favourite coming up. Beanland. <laughs> it's a great theme park. I would go. Take the kids. Um, fryer. Fine. Yes. Eggs. Eggs, oh, <laughs> milky, <that's strong>. milky, <laughs> Mr. Milky, <laughs> oh, Mr. No, Mrs. No. Milky, cake, cake, bread, Milky. <laughs> uh, um, this one's weird. Nut selling. <laughs> I, I'm picturing Andrew now writing these down in his special notebook or oh, nut selling. I won't forget that one. <laughs> nut selling, yeah. <laughs> right next to Fryer. Uh, Forkin. Well, nice. Uh, and finally, one that is not food related, but he feels is worth sharing. <laughs> uh, co- <laughs> Cockfield. Cockfield, yes. Okay. Cockfield. Mm. Yep. Fair enough. Thank you, Andrew. Well, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> a, a, a valiant use of your time. And thank you for sharing them with us. But 
But that's not the problem. That's not the problem, is it? <laughs> he spent a little bit too much time writing down uh, cake bread into his special, his special legal pad and not thought about how to deal with ketchup and his many, many shoes. You do picture him, don't you, on the bus, stuck in traffic on his way to work in a bad mood, and then he just reaches for his pad. Has a lead, has a little chuckle to himself. Suddenly the day feels a lot brighter. Oh, Finland. <laughs> Sucked him in the same Ah, uh, Mrs. Bakes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so well, how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with all these how are we gonna deal with all these shoes? He says there's too many to hide, but I think he's not thinking. Like he's thinking within the house. Surely, if he's travelling to get to work, every you know everyone who lives in that house once a week take a pair of shoes to work, and then eventually. You know, eventually ketchup is going to realise, right? Well, hang on, steal ketchup shoes? No, not steal his shoes. Hide them. It about work. <laughs> it does sound like stealing. Now you say it. <laughs> it sounds a hell of a lot like stealing, actually. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the idea is you're going to give them back, which I know is what a lot of people who get caught stealing say. But <laughs> you're going to become the guy at work who keeps arriving and leaving shoes. Maybe that's what Ketchup's doing. Someone at his work keeps arriving with shoes. And he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll take him home. <laughs> the circle of life. I think, yeah, but I mean, like, I think hiding them is a good, is a good plan, right? Getting rid I of them in, in some way is a good plan to at least alert him to the fact that his shoes are taking up loads of space. Ketchup sounds like a bit of a dick house, mate, doesn't he? Let's be I do, I does. Yeah. He's, he sounds... I mean, get get rid and get nut cellar in, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> You'll never be short of cashews. It'll cost you, certainly. Sure. But if you want a macadamia sure. at a minute's notice... Hey, I'm not called nut giver, mate. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm only taking them to work. <laughs> Come on. I, I think... I was going to have issue with ketchup taking his shoes and socks off and watching the telly because I was like that isn't great communal behaviour no. but then I found out it was in Melbourne you kind of go that's hotter climbs yeah they're very good at like wearing thongs down there yeah as they call them yeah of course so flip flop I don't know whether aren't you better off instilling a no shoes policy or the like so that everyone, the idea is everyone arrives and takes their shoes off. That's true. In a, in, a, in a designated area, and then it's not coming in in front of the telly. Now, look, ketchup doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who obeys by, obeys these rules, but, like, that to me would be the practical way to go about it. So are you, are you suggesting, like, a, a, a rack by the, uh, by the side of the, uh, you know, like, in the, in the hallway or by the side of the door? Are you suggesting, like, a big a big bucket he can chuck all his shoes in because I think the problem isn't that he's, not, he's taken his, his, his shoes off it's, it's that they're going everywhere they're going all around the house well it's because he's got so many too many um, 57 varieties of course um, <laughs> 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 I think the problem, thing is that you've, you've touched on there Tom is basically a kind of I, I assume worldwide schism much greater and deeper than Brexit could ever be which is the kind of shoes in the house shoes not in the house mm. kind of mm. debate which is I'm sure debate. you must have touched on before but I mean it's it, there are two kinds of people in the world right there are people who take their shoes off when they go into a house and then there are monsters who yeah, don't deserve to be able to use the NHS or <laughs> any other services 
<laughs> do you take your shoes off when you go to a hospital by the way <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is a, a, a bugbear of mine is when you watch tv or especially american tv or movies and someone gets on their bed with their shoes on oh. and they sort of curl up and you're like what are you what no. on earth are you no absolutely not i mean to be honest not even your trousers <laughs> no exactly i want to be nude and lubed before i get into a bed <laughs> i want to be slick like a dolphin before you get into those rubber sheets sliding into them sheets and sliding right back out the other side <laughs> so for me all i'm saying is the shoes for me the fact the shoes are on when he's getting towards the sofa for me is the problem but maybe i'm taking it too far i don't know yeah no i i, I agree with you you know it's it's got to be shoes off when you get to the front door through the front door certainly you have to take them off in the street but um but yeah but then how do you enforce it how is how is our friend andrew going to enforce this without you know some sort of pass ag type situation well don't go pass ag go full ag tie him up <laughs> tie him up on a chair and make him lick the bottom of his shoes get all the, get all his shoelaces together use those to tie him up yeah and make him make him eat an espadrille there we are <laughs> You've got, yeah, you know, you're killing with kindness. Well, you're killing. What, what's good about the shoe ban is it, it affects everyone in the house. So you, I don't think you're being passag. You're going, look, this is, what, right, this yeah, is the way this house true. is going now. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we need to keep the house cleaner. We need to have an agreement on shoes being like left all over the place. So, like, so there's no shoes in the house. They all get left here. Can we all agree on that? In one house meeting, it's a very simple, emphatic proposal, you know, sell it with a slogan bosh and then and then it's done then and then it's like all in we agreed can i just ask is the slogan bosh because i don't think it communicates <laughs> it doesn't communicate quite enough of the details of the uh, agreement yeah, but as you say it you'd throw the shoe into the bucket oh i see bosh, bosh. is that is the sound of a shoe hitting bosh. a bucket you get home from work bosh everybody's having a good time Do the you shoe. Know, that's not the catchphrase i like bosh maybe even maybe even a rack no, it's it's in Australia. I've got I've got one. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Now we're talking. We've got one. I've got one better than uh, than uh, than the the Bosch. You know, I've, I've got an addition to the Bosch. Right. What oh, about yeah. you make the entrance? You get the make the entrance to your house a bouncy castle, right? <laughs> so you get a bouncy porch area. You know, it's 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 you know. Listen, I'm not saying you're not, not going to throw a bit of money at the problem, but. This is what you do because everybody knows it's a shoes off policy on a bouncy mm. castle. Everybody knows that. But also, ah, good point. How fun is it going to be to get into the house every day? You're going to you, you are going to you're going to come home with a literal spring in your step because you're going to take your shoes off. You're going to leap onto the bouncy castle and you're going to you know launch yourself towards the sofa. Shoes off. You sit down. You enjoy an episode of Home and Away and you have a great time. I think this is this is the full the, the full system. Or you install and employ a 16-year-old to man the desk they have in a bowling alley. And then when you get in the house, <laughs> yes. you have to give in your shoes, put on the bowling shoes, and then go about your life. Great. And then you get the little sprays where you get a little spritz. You get a horrible little spray. Horrible little spritz. Foot, you get everything. It's tricky for me because my bowling team's in Hawaii. Hawaii, <laughs> 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 of of I bowl. We know all about it. <laughs> Well, I think definitely the, uh, the, the, the house-wired shoes-off policy from the second you enter the, the, the house, that has to be it. 
Or just a Vicks ketchup. He sounds like an arsehole. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the, the short and long of it. I mean, really. just beat him to death with his own shoes. Uh, <laughs> seems like the best system. Um, beef solved. Beef solved. Okay, we have washing up, washing hands beef from Reese. I sometimes catch my dad washing, in inverted commas, his hands in the stagnant dishwasher that sometimes gets left in the washing up bowl. How can I get him to stop being so fucking disgusting? <laughs> End of beef. End of beef. <laughs> That's it. It's a good beef. It's, it's a, good, a good, strong beef. It's an interesting one as well. So he just goes up to the he goes up to the dishwater that is just there in the there in the sink that's presumably already had dishes washed in it and uses that Scum, scummy kind of you know instead of washing his hands now it, is this is this what he's doing like after he's been to the loo is he leaving the loo and walking into the kitchen to wash his hands in the stagnant dishwater water or is he deciding to do that just in the middle of the day as a little what he considers a freshen up or are the dishes in the toilet sink I mean, he could also, you know, yeah, I don't know what their setup is. There's a topsy turvy house going on here. Do you live in a very small caravan type setup? We've only got one sink. I think the dad is. Is this kind of an economy thing? Is it helping to save the planet? Is it? Oh, yeah, you're an right. old school, you know, waste not, want not? Because that dishwater's finished. Yeah. Right? It's soapy water. Hey, he's using the word stagnant, and it's not stagnant. It might be a bit dull, but it's not stagnant water, is it? There's not algae growing on the top of it. Well, a plumber would call it grey water. It's grey water, yeah. exactly. And grey water... Runs deep. Grey water runs, of course it does, yeah. <laughs> but I would say grey water, as long as it's not been sat there for too long, it's probably still fair game. You could probably get another wash out of it. You might not wash a, wash a glass in it, but... You know, I well, I think they there you go. I think if it's not good enough for a glass, it's not good enough for your hands. Yeah, but you wash a glass. And, no, is no. That your motto. That is my motto. Yeah, that's my catchphrase. If he feels like, oh, maybe I could, my hands could just do with a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a freshen up or dunk them in this water. I think, I think it's fair game. Clarky washes his hands in window cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's good for the glass? <laughs> Are you sure that he's washing his hands? He's not trying to toughen them. Or season them with the layer. Is he a bare knuckle boxer? (laughs) (laughs) Does he soak them in vinegar when he comes in at night? That kind of thing. Yeah, like like when you're trying to harden a conker. (laughs) Oh my god, he doesn't put his conker in there as well. (laughs) Do not drink the stagnant water. (laughs) Has washed his conkers in them. (laughs) I mean, part of the responsibility here lies with Reese. For leaving stagnant water in the sink, yeah, that itself is something I, you could write in and say is a beef subject of its own. Well, I did wonder: it, 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 is he being passag? Is he being exactly. like, oh well, if someone's leaving the water here, I might as well just might as well piss in it and wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says, right? That's what Reese says. How easy would it be to be like, dear beef brothers and guest? I live with my son, and every time I come to wash my hands, yes. there's stagnant yes. grey water in the sink. Yes. I can't turn the tap on without getting my germs on the tap, so I have to wash my hands in the stagnant water. Please help, Conkers man. <laughs> Conkers man, Conkers is that man his catchphrase? Coming to be man, Conkers man, nutseller. <laughs> um, so you know, it could easily be that beef. <laughs> and I think that's the worst beef, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. 
stagnant grey water in the sink. I think that's the worst of two evils. So I think he's got to get rid of his water. And his dad is, uh, you know, an example of the boomer generation saving the planet. His dad is a legend. Reese is a prick. Beef solved. <laughs> oh, my God. Beef solved. Well, that brings us to, um, to you, Benjamin Partridge. Do you have a beef that you would like us to solve? Okay. <clears throat> is it that your partner doesn't let you have a 20-minute shit? Every time I have a shit. <laughs> I sit there, I set out the sustenance I've got ready, the, the cereal bars. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> you, you absolutely ruined The Godfather Part 2 for me. <laughs> okay, my beef is it's quite a simple one. And I think it comes down to a... a, it's, a it's a simple difference of opinion between myself and my partner which is about the sheer number of kitchen gadgets that she deems to be necessary or desirable in a kitchen. I think in my, in my ideal kitchen, there would be one sharp knife, <laughs> two chopping boards, one mm. frying pan, two plates, two bowls. Ooh. Maybe a toilet so I can <laughs> take my time. But no, I, do you know, yeah. I've, I've got a kind of very sort of sparse... Streamline. Yeah, exactly. I, I, w- just what you need. Whereas she's got like, every week it's like a new thing. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a specific chopper for making salsa. Yeah. It's, it's a, a nutmeg grinder. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's that kind of stuff you, you only really see in kind of TK Maxx in, in the kind of homewares section. Um, and to be fair you know it's a passion of hers uh, you know I, it's fine but I think we we don't see eye to eye on this certainly can you help me so she's a she's an avid cook is what you're saying she likes to not really you, oh sorry so the passion of hers is, <laughs> so the passion of hers is buying the stuff not just using yeah. the stuff <laughs> yeah okay have you had salsa since she's bought the, the salsa chopper it was, it was very nice ah you see, that's it <laughs> <laughs> The defence rests. <laughs> I think I like the idea of a, a kitchen full of stuff. And also as well, if it's out, then the chances are you're going to use it. It absolutely like changed the way I cook when I bought uh, a sort of spice rack that just sat out in the kitchen rather than having all my spice my, my spices in a cupboard because it means you can just see what's there you know and I, I, I you can I, see I, how much spice you've got until you need to go and see your dealer again it's going to take me a while to get there <laughs> yeah uh, actually my, my wife is worried about how much time I'm spending in the kitchen it's because I'm just stood there zombie like <laughs> yeah. he, he's been touching his toes for four hours how limber does he need to be I'm going to speak in defence of Partridge for a couple of minutes by saying... Thank you, Tom. On my honeymoon, we did a camper van for three and a half weeks. You did a camper van? We did a (laughs) bloody camper van, mate. And for three and a half weeks, I cooked with nothing but, like, you know, one chopping board, one sharp knife, a pan, a a single pan, a frying pan. And the simplicity of life, you know, was it was kind of... It felt rustic. Yes. It felt like we were getting back to kind of 
a, a more natural way of being. It felt <laughs> when everyone used to live in caravans. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the good old days. <laughs> it felt great. Painting a bison on the wall of a caravan. <laughs> I mean, sure, we ate out every night. I mean, of course, we were on honeymoon. <laughs> restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. But but you took your caravan and said, cook it in there. <laughs> cook it in there. And cook it for me, please. <laughs> I would say the simplicity of that was liberating. But can I add something, which is that, you know, you're, you don't know the size of my kitchen. Is it bigger or smaller than a caravan? It's smaller. It's very, very small. So every time you open a cupboard or do anything, a different kitchen gadget will fall out into your face. It's a space thing. We've got this issue as well. We don't have a, a microwave. We don't have a Whoa. toaster to try and what? F- free up kitchen surface space. What? Um, yeah. Sorry, Ben. But what? we do have a raclette <laughs> machine. <laughs> you've got you've gone for raclette over toaster. When you have cheese on toast, you just have the cheese, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Go for the best bit. Yeah, uh, the raclette machine was a present. Maybe there's something with you have like a timer on objects. He's probably yes. got a timer as well. He's, got, <laughs> he's got all sorts. <laughs> it, and if it doesn't get used, say in a fortnight, fortnight. it goes. No, that's 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 too regular for you, everything so to be you used. So you use your raclette machine more than once a month. Use it every raclette. morning. He wakes up with it. <laughs> the raclette machine has to go. <laughs> it was, I bought it up the other night it, it, it has to go does your partner want a raclette machine <laughs> probably because <laughs> we can sort that for you no I, I think a fortnight is mad Clarky because like think about something like a big item like the potato masher right you want that in your kitchen but you might not be using it every single fortnight how big's your potato masher <laughs> <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> you're, not, you're not using your potato masher in a fortnight not every fortnight no Oh, oh my god, either, barely two honest. days go by without using the Tom, Tom actually used it to get himself into his items. trousers. <laughs> you eat with it, don't you? <laughs> I mash so regularly at the moment. <laughs> it, it's in constant use. I was considering getting a second masher so that when the one's in the dishwasher, I've got access to the other masher. You're eating that much mash that you're having at most meals. There's a lot of mash going on at the moment, yeah. Is this because of, like, baby food, or is this because of you? It's a it's a heady combination of both, right. really. A perfect right. marriage. Did you have all of your teeth punched out by a sailor? <laughs> <laughs> I moved to the southwest. It was kind of a rites of passage. <laughs> Just as I crossed the border, they kind of go, get in there, then, <laughs> sailor boy. Welcome. <laughs> I worry this is going to be the first ever kind of, like, beef impasse. Because well, I'll say this, Ben, you're moving house, Yeah. two toilets, a bigger kitchen? Slightly bigger, yeah. So we could fill one of the toilets with implements, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I'm saying you get a bit more time on your toilet. If she if she's getting a bit more space in the kitchen, yes. I think it's a bit of, bit of give, give and, and take. take, isn't it? Yeah. Is it acceptable to take a bath in the stagnant water that's been washing while you get some implements? <laughs> I think you're right. I think I need to... Yeah. I think once I get in the slightly larger, very slightly larger kitchen, things will start to feel different. I, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Be solved. Don't forget, beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com or as Pierre Nivelli might put it, send us your beefs, you whining fucks. So, Ben, thank you yes. so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a My real treat. pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Obviously, you do 
two of your own hugely uh, successful and fantastic podcasts. Do you want to plug those? Yeah, I do two. One's called Beef and Dairy Network. You should check that out. And the other one I do with Mike Wozniak and Henry Packer. It's another three men podcast. Obviously, you're listening to this. It's very much in your wheelhouse. Uh, it's called Three Bean Salad. In fact, it's one of those. Yeah, I, th- I think people who like this podcast will like Three Bean Salad because I know that because whenever you know Radio Four or Spotify or whatever put out a what podcast are you listening to, uh, and there'll always be a few people will say I'm listening to Pappy's. They'll often have Three Bean Salad in there as well. So I think there's a good there's a strong crossover. So you're saying we are bitter rivals, is what you're saying? This is uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to get into this soundproof box. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in there for about 18 minutes. Sure. sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and the headache's gone. Absolutely, yeah. You've, you've cued me, guys. Thank you very much. Well, this episode was brought to you by Co-op Cider. Co-op Cider. Brothers sorting out your beans. Wallop. Bosh. Bosh. One of them. A real treat. Ben Partridge, as I live and breathe. And do check out his podcast. They really are uh, two absolute winners. They are, they are indeed. They're two absolute winners. Uh, they're great. They're great pods. Um, also, uh, check out the bonus beef that we did with him over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share. And also, please do, if you enjoy this show, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, like and subscribe, all of that kind of stuff. Recommend us to a friend because our yes, mission... Leave us a review in real life. Leave us a review in real life. Think of someone you know who you think would love this stuff and have a chat to them about it. <laughs> Have a real Sit word down. about it. Have a little intervention. Um, yes, because we, that's our mission in uh, 2022 is to get more listeners to this podcast because um, we love doing it and we love more people to hear it. Beautiful. Guys, have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Today's episode was produced by Emma Corsham. <laughs> Corsham. I should stress, we're very, we, we, it's, it was a late record. We're all very tired at the end of this. <laughs> It's, we're barely getting through it, but thank you for, for carrying on listening. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Bye. Sleep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.